I really wish I wasn't so polite because I would really just like to just say all those actual things. You're not always polite. Beth learn. Rude. Okay. Welcome to Fit to Be Radio. Slip on your minimal sneakers, notch your headphones into your ears, tuck your smartphone into your pocket, and take us along for a walk while we talk. Or just grab a cup of your favorite drink and get on the floor and stretch a bit while we bring you all things fitness, core, and diastases recti related. <laughs> wow. What do we call this, Beth? Fit to be radio. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Fit to Be Radio. My name is Chris Benke. I'm your host for this cool podcast program. I'm very excited about today. I'm here with Beth Learn. She's the founder of Fit to Be Studio. Uh, we also have a really cool guest I'm excited about today, Lorraine Scapins. She's the founder of Pregnancy Exercise. I love doing stuff like this because she is in a faraway land that I really love <laughs> Beth is in Washington. I'm in Oregon. We're in the U.S. She's in New Zealand. And just the miracle of technology, we can connect today. Yeah. And we're talking about something that's kind of interesting. Um, not kind of interesting. It's very interesting. It's kind of different. Yeah. Um, and and it is, it's about um, movement, but not just movement. We talk a lot about movement, but more what, what Beth calls uh, bendy, bendy movement. Yes, bendy. So um, when you talk about bendy movement, I'd love to hear what you mean by that, Beth. Why don't you explain bendy, bendy movement? Well, I'm bendy, but I'm not as bendy as some people. Lorraine has very bendy daughters that are in gymnastics and tumbling. Mm-hmm. And so when I say bendy, I'm talking about like the elite gymnastic ballet, tumbling, yes. cheer, Um, They are holding their legs over their heads and doing splits in the air and bending back and putting their toes on their head. Like my daughter, my daughter is very hypermobile. She's a swimmer, you know, so they swimmers too. They can be very hypermobile through their shoulders and just looking at how that plays out in the core. Right. So Lorraine, you have, so Beth, Beth tells me you have daughters that are in gymnastics and they're very bendy. And as a fitness expert, um, how do you like? How do you know what's safe, what's not safe? How do you make sure as you're doing some of these more extreme movements that you're not injuring yourself or setting yourself up for problems later as you you know grow up or 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 what? Or get pregnant? Or get yeah. pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, and that, and that's our concern as moms. You know, yes. you can remember back to where you you yourself as a little girl and you know even just being 30 seemed like an absolute forever off and you just didn't even want to go there you didn't want to think about it so so we know that our kids aren't thinking about you know how their body's going to be when they're pregnant you know when they want to you know perform later on if they want to go on to do different sports but we know when they're not thinking like that so we have to do that sort of thinking for them so we as parents have to try somehow to manage um, whatever sports they get into and at this age where our kids are I mean mine are um, coming up to six eight and ten and Beth's are teenage you know going into that 12 yeah 12 my daughter's 12 Yep, so we're coming up to a time where these kids are now classed as elite athletes and they're doing elite type sports and they can be training anywhere from 8 to 14 hours a week. And 
some a gymnast I spoke to at the weekend, she's level six and they're expected to do 16 to 20 plus wow. hours a week in the gym. Wow. Now that it's a lot is, of bending. It's a lot and it's a lot of stress on the body. Now at that level, that's going to be quite hard to manage. But where I am with my kids now who are doing that eight to 10 hours a week, it's managing it and making sure that they're doing other stuff to compensate with that as well. You know, mm-hmm. they're doing completely the opposite things. They're still running. They're still climbing trays. You know, the, the kind of things that we like to just to mix it up. So that's what I really say to parents, you know, one sport's not necessarily great for the kids. I know that they may love it and be going off towards that one. Right. But if we can try and keep them in a couple of sports that perhaps even work both ways, you know, mine, mine swim and do um, surf lifesaving. So that's completely different from the gymnastics and cheerleading skills. You know, they're running up and down with reps on the beach, they're pulling um, the surf skis and then they're riding on the surf skis on the way. So I think trying to keep different sports and managing kids' sports that way is a really good um, tip for parents, especially mm-hmm. at this age where our kids are, Beth, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's all about balance. I, I know the one the one place I, I get a little feisty, and I'm not sure if you've experienced this, is you know, they're doing these sports and the sports are already tough and challenging on them. And and you and I know that a cartwheel uses the core. And you know, doing splits in the air uses the core, and swimming in the water uses the core, but then these coaches and trainers sometimes will have them lay down and do sit-ups and crunches at the end. And I have walked out on a pool deck <laughs> and oh, been like, excuse me. <laughs> and it didn't go over very well, so I didn't do that again. No. <laughs> I was looked to have seen that. <laughs> excuse me. Um, and I've, I've sent the letters with the kids and probably have gotten in the way a little too much. Uh, but it, it's hard. It's hard to, to know as much as I know. And then let my kids still do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you find the balance? That's the tough part. How do you, how, how do you find, so Lorraine, it sounds like it's, you know about this, you're an expert in it and your kids are participating. So it it sounds like, you know, you don't just eliminate it, but it sounds like what I'm hearing from you is it's more about balance and that's what Beth is do. How do you find that balance? You know, I I try and teach them to what to look out for. You know, the coaches are hard over here. The coaches are hard in elite sports. And, you know, to start to let, you know, if I could change all the V sit-ups and the Pilates-style moves into side planks and other options, I would get them doing that. But it's not an option for kids. You know, we can can do that in mum's aerobic classes. You know, we look after them when they're postnatal, when they're going back into the aerobics classes, we can give them options to do instead. Whereas in these class situations um, with the coaches, it's just not... It's not going to happen, you know, and, you, and your kid's not going to want to do anything different. And, you, and going on to just something else, you know, when kids, kids are injured as well and we give that time, I've not seen this with myself, uh, my own kids, but I know kids are pressurised back into sport far too early oh, yeah. when mm-hmm. they're injured and that's going to have, you know, huge effects later later mm-hmm. on as well. Um, what... Um, 
going back back to the how I manage it, I, I take them into the gym downstairs, I take them into my studio, get them to watch how they're contracting the cords within the classes, get them to know the points what Beth and I look at when they're losing control, when mm-hmm. when they can see the points starting to come up in their abdominals, you know, to change right. the breathing around and to generally and to make them aware of the posture as well. You know, posture's not mentioned as much as what I would like to see it in mm-hmm. You know, th- these sort mm-hmm. of classes, what we see, it's just not mentioned at all. Right. Uh, you know, they're saying to them, stand up, strike, kids, but they don't they don't really register with that. You right. know, they're not they're not being What does taught. that mean? Yeah, yeah they don't even not, know what yeah. that means. When yeah. I tell my daughter to stand up straight, she overdoes it. It's this Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this sassy fine. <laughs> yeah. I wonder where she gets that. I don't know. I have no idea. Mm. But but they don't know why as well. They do, they can't also connect that great posture, good core strength is going to re- you know equate to better performance within mm-hmm. the sport. Right. And you know I think you know from where we are, the coaches just really don't understand and grasp um, how a core system should be functioning. You know we've got to protect these girls' pelvic floor muscles for later on. That's my that's my biggest concern. Yeah. Um, and they don't understand that, like you say, with the back bends, with the multiple reps. And we're not just talking three sets of 10 or 12 reps as we would program again for our mum's recovery. It's hundreds of reps. And that that's what the major That's concern. a lot of pressure. So how do you how do you find the balance? Because um, I, I like your your story, Beth. I I'm going to talk to your kids next time I see them and find out how that went. Um, coming out on the pool deck, um, and you, you, you're saying it doesn't work out, and I I'm imagining that it doesn't sometimes. But how do you have the balance of maybe not necessarily doing that, but you know creating a situation? And I, I hear what you're saying, Lorraine, is it's about educating the kids so that they're more aware, but is that all? Like, what else should you be doing? You know, is there a point where you, you say enough is enough, we have to, you know, you can't do this anymore? How do you know, how do you see that stuff? How does the average parent do that? You, that's, that's so hard. You know, these kids, my kids at the moment, absolutely love their sports. They're doing it, you know. You'll see them, you know, backflipping, foot all the time when they're away from training and as a parent you know you can see when they're coming up into the teenage years actually being in love with a sport can help them through the teenage years and can stop them getting involved in some things we really want to stay away from so again we've got to look at that balance do I stop them doing the sport because they may or may not have issues later on or is this going to stop them, you know, going out with guys too young, going turn into alcohol to drugs because they've got this really cool little family within the cheerleading and the gymnastics squad? So that's that's a really tough question. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, most of the, I mean, also as well when we used to look at triathlon and the hours. I mean, I was a triathlete, and you miss out on so many things being an athlete at that level and the kids will will start to as well so right 
you know, it, it's, it's a big decision for, for parents mm-hmm. uh, to make, to pull, to pull them out of sports. But at, at some point, you know, study becomes more important because not every kid's going to make it to the Olympics. So they start to, you know, I would say around that point anyway, mm-hmm. that kids will start, you, that's when your choice as a parent starts to come through and say, hey, look, you know, yeah. this is, this is what's going to happen, you know, at 14, 15, study and where you're going with your career is going to, is much more important. Sure. Uh, yeah. I know for myself what, what ended up working in terms of talking to the coaches was um, waiting until I had another question. <laughs> and, you know, you talk to them after the class. Um, yeah. Uh, when I'm not seeing red and thinking they're trying to damage my daughter's pelvic floor for life. Yeah. (laughs) Because really, and you and I both know we can fix pelvic floors. Yeah. We can put people through a rehab protocol and they can reestablish that. And so, and it's never too late to do that. Yes. There may be some residual damage, but they can live a strong life even if they've done some damage. Um, So I wait and Hey, I have a question about my son or my daughter and also, um, I was curious about why you're doing those movements. Um, I'm a fitness professional, and I think the whole class is a lot of good core work. Oh, I, that's just what I was taught. Oh, well, could we get together? And I'd love to share some other ideas with you. And that that has gone over better. So from yeah. as a fit pro mom, <laughs> yeah. being yeah. more humble, yeah. what, I'm curious, Lorraine, what you would say. Like if you could talk, this might be a little dangerous. But if you could talk to um, all gymnast tumbling cheer coaches out there and you could give them a couple pieces of advice and ways they could adapt a little bit to protect Mm -hmm. pelvic floors and cores, what would you say? I would say completely mix up the skills and the basics. They don't seem to be creative enough Mm -hmm. um, as in within their skills. So they're constantly driving the same skill um whether like back that's back bends back bends yeah yeah so but when you start to see some other coaches who are taking them more through they're using you know like the fit balls etc like sponges they're just taking them through different movement patterns but it's still giving the same skill to get to the end goal right, you right. Know? So i think instead of coaches doing Walkovers Monday, walkovers Tuesday, handstands, the same warm up. It's constant. It's, mm. it's just like they can't get out of this. You know, all the cheerleaders, all the gymnastics students, and there's no need for it. And I, I think gymnasts, uh, coaches, and cheerleaders just need to become more creative. Then we're not putting the same stresses on the body every single day. We mix it up. And that's just what we do with our own functional exercise, Beth. Right. We mix lunges we mix up squats you know and and we do that for functional movement we know there's so many ways to heal a diastasis look at all our you know core experts we all get in slightly different ways but we all tend to achieve the Mm -hmm. same for what our clients and mums um yeah achieve and I think that's where they have to look in this industry and swimmers as well you know they can mix things up they can change it around yeah, agreed. And, th- and that's crucial, not just for cores and pelvic floors, Yeah, but it's also crucial for, you know, shoulder and hand injuries. Um, 
Because that's where a lot of kids are getting injured too. And then, and then when they get a bad injury there and then they re-injure it because they came back too soon, now you've just cost them their entire athletic career in that department because you've given them an overuse or chronic injury that they are having trouble recovering from that's going to plague them the rest of their life. And, right. and we pay attention to those injuries, but we don't necessarily pay attention to the core and pelvic floor injuries, the leaking that even young girls are experiencing yeah. in these, in these sports. Yeah. And can I, can I bring us back, Chris, because something, what's really interesting, Beth, what I'm seeing um, on Instagram, because my kids are on Instagram and, you know, we follow a lot of the cheerleaders and gymnasts and often we see gymnasts in leotards. So we don't see the core, um, but when they're on their Instagram, they're showing off the core. Mm. And now, Beth, what I am seeing, and which is really interesting, is when when we're with our pregnant clients and healing the diastasis after, we know we don't need to close for optimal recovery. Right, right. But women tend to never know where they were prior to pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I can tell you that the variation in the linear album measurements of the gymnastics and cheerleaders is quite significant Beth I am seeing the diastasis you're seeing what yeah you're seeing it start young and you see and this is 11 and 12 year old kids you know so I can see where mine are now you know that I'm just looking at it I've not Mm -hmm. mentioned it because I don't want them to be so aware of their bodies and I don't want them to you know it to be pointed out too much to them yet I'm still in the you know they're only eight they're only yeah um, but I can see it in the young girls now and it's starting to happen. So how far will that go? You know, how far will it start to separate? Who knows? Will they know the, the game wider? I would doubt it. So it's yeah. happening mm-hmm. and it does look like, you know, throughout your young girls coaching program, Beth, you know, this is something to be aware of for the kids who are into this sort of sport mm-hmm. just to see, okay, mine is a little bit wider at the moment. I'll take that with me later on. You know, can I do something about it? Right. At the moment, is it going to get wider? Have I got back problems with it? Mm-hmm. And we can yeah. see. So, well, and, oh, go ahead, Chris. So you guys are both professionals in this space. You're hyper aware of it. You're talking to people about it all the time. You're thinking about how it applies to your kids. But what, what do you – what should the average parent do that is maybe listening to this podcast and going, maybe they don't even know what we're talking about. So for sure they <laughs> do some research in that, but, but let's say they do what, what, what should they be doing? So they're not going to necessarily be looking at their daughter and say, Oh, that I think we're developing a problem here because they, they're not aware of it, but, but what should they do? What should um, they be aware of and, and what, what should, can they do? And how, and how do they do it? Yeah. We could write a book. They need to do our workouts. Probably and, should. Yeah. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> I said they need to do our workouts, mother and daughter workouts. That's right. On our, our core fitness programs. You know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, um, yeah, I would say to be watching. I would say you know, like like Lorraine said, don't no. don't over mention it, but be watching for doming and tensing in their cores. Be watching for when they're standing there. If you're seeing a, a, you know, more than two fingers, you can put two fingers down the middle of their bodies. Watch for reports of low back pain, 
watch and and listen for them to mention even casually or giggles that they feed themselves. Um, and if they're eating older, watch for um, irregular cycles. Now, of course, cycles can take a couple years to stabilize out. Um, but if they're bleeding heavily more than twice a month, that needs to be evaluated. And that's a sign of overtraining. Sometimes they're not even getting enough nutrition. Brain, but I... What what would you say, like, what can the average parent do? And what else, is there anything else you would have them watch for? I don't know. that. that I mean, those tips, what you brought up, Beth, are fantastic. And that's when we really do need to start to watch them from, from 11 to 12. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're starting to develop, we've got the hormones that are going to play the part. Periods are going to start. Breasts, mm-hmm. hips. You know, these girls have then got to relearn the skills that they've learned with being little girls with no curves and now they've got the weight of boobs and they've got hips and so we need to start to watch the posture and how they're coping with it and asking them you know is that aching your back a little bit more have you know has it been going on for longer because they're just not coping very well with the extra weight of you know these breasts that they're developing Um, and I think as parents that's we really do need to watch our kids, especially if we want to help them when they're much older to be right. pain-free adults and, right. and to be leak-free and to have that strong, strong core. It's just education. You know, it's, mm-hmm. that's, that's really the key. As, as we've been doing throughout our businesses for the last seven or eight years, it's now we need to, we've given that to our mums and hopefully all our mums will push, take that through and onto the kids. So now we've just got to... Right. You know, reach that wider audience, Beth, is what we have. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we're growing our own little fit, you know, fit mama and fit to be families. So, yes, that's the- it. Sounds like from both of you, it comes down to two things, and maybe there's more, but two, two things. The, the first one, which is just critical, is having an education in this stuff. And I don't mean a professional education, I mean a self education. I mean, you go to our website, to your website, Lorraine, and, and you learn about what these issues are because if you as a parent don't understand this stuff about yourself or, or whatever, you're certainly not going to be able to recognize it in your children. Um, so you have to have a good education in that space. And there's a lot of resources that are out there, not even just our websites, but there's a lot of resources out there. So you need to be educated. And the second one is one that I think a lot of parents miss, even though they might not admit it or realize it. And that's the awareness piece. You you have to be aware and watching and paying attention and talking and communicating with your child to make sure Mm -hmm. that you're noticing these things because a lot of change happens when they grow up. They change a lot. You have to have a relationship. They change a lot. A lot of changes are, are fine, but that's requires being very aware of what's really happening. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you, what do you think about that? Are there other things? Uh, I think that that's hit the nail on the head though, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Lorraine, you and I met because of our crossover. Um, and I think I kind of stormed your swimming pool deck. <laughs> wait, what, wait, what happened? How did you guys meet? Let's hear about that. Lorraine, you have to tell it. <laughs> no, you can, Beth. <laughs> Yeah, they're awesome. Go on. Oh, dear. Well, I, you know, I stumbled across her blog 
And, uh, and she had this article that, um, I think it was a little bit about strollers and a little bit about core exercises. And this was back when I was like a really eager puppy. I was kind of still new and fresh to the whole diocese world. And so I was on this mission to leave comments on all the blogs. Yeah, where we used to comment <laughs> on every blog. <laughs> and that, I don't do that. I'm like, you know what? Um, you can lead a horse we've to learned, Beth. We've learned. We've moved on. Yes. And so I was like, oh, I saw, but the planks, are you sure about the planks? And, and she responded and we ended up kind of in this little back and forth. And then she was humble and humble and nice and, and, and explained. And, and we went, and then we ended up building this, this professional relationship and we've collaborated on quite a few things over the years. And Lorraine, you have to tell us about all the programs you have. They're so good. Yeah. I would love to hear about it. <laughs> so I set up, I think our website probably just a year after you guys, Beth, and <laughs> I was trying to think how many years it is that, that you know, that was ago when we first met. Probably, yeah. Which is amazing. You know, we've had this um, internet relationship for so mm-hmm. long. It's been great to have the support through the website. So mine's, um, pregnancyexercise.co.nz and we have the main three programs which are the, preg- the Fit to Birth Mum, see mm-hmm. women through the pregnancy, Birth to Fit Mum, which women do after, then we have a Super Fit Mum and then we also do Fit Mum challenges as well just, mm-hmm. just to mix it up a little bit. So everything's online um, with and behind everything is, you know, what I like to um promote is I just want mums to be fit, healthy and strong and functionally fit so right. we can run around with our kids right. without worrying about peeing ourselves on the trampoline, you know, things are under control and we have no pain mm-hmm. when we're vacuuming, out to the shopping, etc. So our programs tend to get mums back to wherever they want to go, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, back to the CrossFit classes, to the aerobics, back into, you know, marathon running. We look at that. And throughout the pregnancy, it's all about the mum and specifics. Again, trying to get through a pregnancy without pain, being comfortable, mm-hmm. very, very specific program. Yeah, yeah. And, and your programming also deals with diastases, same as yeah. ours. You know, yeah. I, I love the difference in our accents on this word. Like I've got this American Western diastasis and, and how do you say it? Diastasis. <laughs> English. You know, like, can you a way to say it? And I, I, I don't know. You know, it depends on who you ask and on what continent yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah. But um, the important thing is both of our programs are diastasis aware. Um, she definitely specializes more in, in pregnancy. Fit to be is more of a library, kind of open access, you know, all these workouts. And mm-hmm. we just recently compiled some of those workouts into a type of program. Right. Um, it's more of a compilation and like here, do these workouts on this week. Hers is, she has these beautiful set programs. She's also got turning baby, right? Which yeah. deals with yeah, fetal alignment and positioning that will help to, if your baby is malpositioned in the womb, um, different movements you can do, and it is a tried and tested and proved proven program. Turningbaby.com. Uh, yeah, she, this is just a very knowledgeable woman. You have almost a hundred thousand followers on your Facebook page. Close. <laughs> so awesome. That's yes. Fantastic. That's hard work. That's hard work. Good. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. It's been so good to have you on here. 
Thank you. <laughs> so if you guys could leave just one piece of advice for, I mean, let's just get targeted for a second. I think it's good. Um, like the gymnast moms, what, what are you telling them? Right. Like if you could just sit down for 10 minutes, grab a cup of coffee with a gymnast mom, what, what are you, what do you need? What's the message you need to give to them? Lorraine, it's all you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm to mix to it. Ensure regardless of what training that they do in that the kid still loves it. They've got to, to have the love and not feel that they're being pushed into it. Right. Um, that Because that has all different types of negative effects, mm-hmm. um, not just with the body, you know, mentally right. as well. To mix it up, still ensure that whether they're going out for a walk, out for a run, out for a bike, still doing the kids thing, still climbing trees, mm-hmm. you know, right. mix it up that way. Still jumping in the swimming pool, going out in the sea, surfing. Right. So, one sport doesn't become the obsession and that and then posture and then to watch your kids doing the sport and to see you know sit down with them for an hour some some gyms um don't allow them (laughs) sorry some gyms don't allow parents to watch have a word to the coach hey i'm just a little bit you know um, worried about how my kids' posture is, how they're moving throughout the training session. I want to come in and have a look, you know, whether they want to go and speak to a local physiotherapist to come in to have a chat with everybody in the gym. You know, that that's like that. quite a good good, good idea. Um, and a good physiotherapist who really understands that sort of overtraining, the pelvic floor and the core. So you can talk to a quite a lot to a mom in 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, and like you said, the physiotherapists, we call them physical therapists over here in America. Um, But to get your kid or yourself to one of those at the first sign of problem, Mm -hmm. um, you know, wetting your pants when you sneeze one time is not, not a huge deal. If you've had a cold, things can be a little tired, but when it's on, when it's ongoing and, and they're wetting themselves a little bit, every time they do a you know, a front flip or, or bounce on the trampoline or even for moms, um, go, getting yourself in to be seen. There are rehabilitative exercises to treat that. There's biofeedback. There's amazing things they do. Yeah. Um, and it's so important. I'm glad you touched on that. It sounds like, I mean, really, it's about, again, being understanding, educating yourself, being aware, having good communication with your child and paying very close attention to what's going on Mm -hmm. and not being afraid to go to the coach and have some of these conversations with them and say, I need to make sure that what's happening is going to be beneficial for my child and I want to do that in a way that doesn't necessarily interfere with the middle of a practice, maybe Beth, but, <laughs> uh, but at the same time, you know, it's helpful. And, and I think <laughs> giving yourself permission to do that is, is good. Um, and appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Lorraine, okay. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, but also directly to the mom, what about the mom who wants to return to gymnastics who oh, may Question. Like, yeah, it's happening. It's so cool. But yeah. we've got you know, the circus programs for adults, there's tumbling programs for adults. Mm-hmm. I 
love that sort of stuff. It's different. Uh-huh. The pole dancing. The pole dancing, oh, Brad. Or the pole I dancing know. fitness classes. <laughs> Chris yeah. is like, what? <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. And now see, that's where our programs are coming in. And we teach the mums before they go back to these classes. Right. You've got to be functional to do these classes. You've got to be, you know, have a strong core to hold a handstand. Handstands have made a massive comeback. Yeah, I've been working on them. Yeah, and not just for CrossFit as well. And, you know, there's some mums who have never done a handstand, you know, and and to teach that we've got to come back to the basics of your core strength, you know, the pelvic Mm -hmm. function. Yeah. Um, And so... that's where that's yeah. where so the answer at, is a that's yes. where they are with the programs and the hey I don't want to you know, yeah the answer is yes you know? but let's yeah. first do these other things yeah, yeah. you know some some women will say well I don't want to do your birth to fit one program because I had my baby five six years ago it's like well that's actually where you need to start mm-hmm. if you want to get 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 back you know to perform to do these classes and to enjoy them mm-hmm. yeah because what breaks my heart is when I t- and I wrote a blog about this mom I met in real life I didn't use her name but we were watching our kids do gymnastic tumbling stuff. And she's like, oh, I missed that. I wish I could do that. I, I used to do that. And then I had kids and I can't do that without leaking. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> You're to the right I person. got a program for you. Yeah. And I, I referred her actually to physical therapy. I did not refer her to fit to be because she was clearly yeah. in need of rehab. Yeah. And, um, and I know that, that within our community, our broad international community, she'll eventually find me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or you, or whoever she needs. Go to rehab first, and then maybe she'll be able to return to what she loves to do. That's it. Well, Lorraine, you have a lot of amazing uh, programs, education. You mentioned your website a little earlier, but I'd love for you to mention again. Uh, mention all of them. Join. Where? Yeah, like, what's the best place for people to go to find your information? And come and visit us on Facebook, which is just at Pregnancy Exercise. You know, yeah. come and check us out from there, and then that will lead you to the website, all the posts, and all the blogs. We're very active on the social media channels. I love it. I, I love it. Um, if you're just listening to this podcast um, for the first time, you should subscribe. We have lots of amazing guests like Lorraine. We talk about a lot of practical things that are useful in real life and not abstract, weird stuff. Uh, It's very useful. Uh, You can also check out resources on our website, which is fit2be.us, F-I-T, the number two, the letter B.us. If you do a search on our website for Lorraine, you'll also find links to her stuff there. Mm-hmm. So plenty of ways to get this information. Like we said earlier, it's super important that you take the time to understand some of these things and understand what's happening with yourself, with your body, so that you're prepared to, you know, be aware of how it affects your kids as well. And as they're kind of going through their their life changes and their sports and all this stuff. So I'd encourage you to do that. Um, You should subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's lots of good videos and resources there as well on our website. Um, And uh, thank you for taking the time to hang out with us today. Lorraine, thank you for your expertise and all your knowledge and being willing to share some of that with us. Um, Until next time. Thanks, guys. Yes, Lorraine, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. Oh, we'll do this again. Don't worry. Thanks so much, Jen. (laughs) Bye, friends. Bye.